Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here with Jesse. We're at Conduit Coffee. Hi, Jesse. Another wonderful Saturday, Joseph. That's right. And we have a wonderful guest <laughs> with us today. We have Andy Leo with Decafino. Welcome. Hi. Hi, my name is Andy Leo, and I'm the founder and president of Decafino. Uh, and I'm glad to join this show today. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. Uh, it's really exciting. It kind of wrote itself when you emailed me over the holidays to show me what your product is. Uh, right. And this is something that uh, this product we've been, we've been kind of aware of for a while. Saw like first versions of it years ago. Um, and uh, But we wanted to, we'd never done a show on decaf coffee. Yeah, we've right? never talked about too much about decaf no. at all. And now we have an expert here to uh, make it so that we're not just blathering about things we don't really understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like all the other episodes. Um, one thing that occurred to me, so we were talking about this off air, but one thing occurred to me is that I don't drink decaf. Like I never, I never go and get decaf coffee. And so since you, Andy and I had talked uh, last week, it, it was kind of like, well, why don't I? What, mm -hmm. what don't I do about decaf? Because mm -hmm. I, I roast a lot of decaf yeah. here. Um, and it partly is because there's obviously the caffeine kick in the morning and stuff like that. Um, and I, I really like herbal tea mm -hmm. as well. And so it's kind of a good excuse to drink that when I don't want caffeine. Yeah. But uh, what really struck me, I think, is like a, from a coffee perspective, is that it, there's not a lot of variety in decaf. Um, like we just have basically one decaf. We have our Columbia Excelso yeah. and then we have our new Honduran decaf Swiss water. It's like, so there's not a lot of variety, whereas I can take three or four different coffees of ours home and have total variety in my brewing. But, yeah. Well, and um, I think just to jump in on that, um, that's a, that's a, one of the biggest challenges with the way the decaf is usually made is it's done and has to be done in such huge quantities. You can't just decaf everything. Right. <laughs> that is not practical. And it's expensive. So yeah. the, mo the more specialized decaf with all the different flavors, the more precise that process is. And it's expensive. Yeah. I mean, it's expensive for Swiss water to do that. Um, and just to jump on your experience, I was thinking about this too. Like, why don't I drink more decaf? I've had moments where I want some coffee, but I'm like, I can't do that with the caffeine. And maybe I wish there was decaf there. But I still don't end up getting it. Right. Like sometimes it's it's nice in like the evening. I want to do some work. I want to sit down with the coffee and have that experience with the coffee. But I can't have the caffeine. But I'm never really quite satisfied right. with the decaf. I used to get my best tips in the evenings from decaf lovers because I would really spend a lot of time dialing in the espresso, the decaf espresso, to mm. really make a nice nice cup of coffee in the evening. Right. Um, and people were really appreciative of that. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about decaf first before yeah, we get sure. too much into this. I feel like we should taste it while it's warm. Okay, sure. So first off, um, let's maybe give a background on a uh, quick background on the decafino. We we have a fun new product. So decafino is this like wonderful thing. Joseph's We're really excited. excited. I am, uh, and you're going to see why eventually. The decaffeination process um, is uh, it's basically using a solvent of some sort to uh, extract to bind to the caffeine, extract the yeah. caffeine. So that can be water. Uh, caffeine's highly water soluble. Um, or a uh, some sort of chemical solvent. Well, the water ethyl acetate, right? Ethyl acetate, methylene chloride. Right. Yeah. So Andy's Andy's a scientist. So that's as far as my political science degree goes. Is that there's a process in Germany. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't use benzene very much though. And I was doing a little background research. It's not that common to use benzene. Like they found better chemicals that are yeah, less. Yeah. The first the first harmful. iteration was benzene. Like it was even like a hundred hundred years ago. Yeah. But benzene is it's not something you want to drink. Because it's no, toxic. Or breathe. Yeah. <laughs> so so they, they, they switch into more uh, healthier 
Right, chemicals. Yeah, so there's a liquid CO2 method that uses liquid CO2 as a solvent. Uh, there's a water process method. Mm. But basically, all these all these methods extract the water-soluble components of, of the green, and they're in green coffee form. This yes. is before you roast it, so they're in green coffee form. You extract the, the, the caffeine out of it through the solvent. And then with the water process, you, you filter that water at the end. Mm. And so then it's at parity. Everything else is at parity except for I, the caffeine. I can the caffeine migrates the, uh, out. Oh, you went on that tour. Yeah, so I actually went to the Swiss Water Factory. Joseph knows way um, more about this than I <laughs> I'm, I'm still, uh, I, you know, my, my knowledge is still scientifically limited, but I remember from the tour. Um, so Swiss Water, uh, what they do is they start off by creating, uh, I guess what they call a mash, like a green coffee mash that is all the water-soluble components of coffee of green coffee um, the gce green coffee extract right green coffee extract and i i guess what i what i uh learned from this is that the unique components of coffee of the individual coffees like the stuff that we end up tasting and right, whatnot the coffiness of it is not water soluble pretty much in its green form that's yeah and that's a key part of the roasting process yeah. is activating those things at various temperature um, ranges. but caffeine is water soluble in its green yeah. form so you make this and like those. mash, this extract of all the water soluble components of coffee, and then you take the coffee you want to decaf that has all the caffeine in it. The mash doesn't have the caffeine in it. You put the green coffee in the mash, and then by osmosis, the caffeine is taken out, and then that liquid is run through a charcoal filter that is designed uniquely just to capture the caffeine molecule. Right. And then they That's just keep the doing this process, process over and over again until it's 99.9% caffeine free. That's my understanding of... Yeah, it's more like 98%. But, right. No, it's 99.9%. Yeah, but it's on the coffee bean itself, it's 99.9% caffeine-free. But when you roast it, you are when you make the coffee, you are extracting caffeine. So that really depends on the original amounts of caffeine inside the bean. Uh -huh. So some beans have more caffeine mm -hmm. than others, and those beans will eventually turn out to be more contain more caffeine yeah so they okay and then be, when they are made into coffee they may <laughs> yeah. contain more okay interesting. yeah that's awesome does yeah. so does the just out of curiosity does the roasting process make is there like some level of caffeine that's not entirely soluble in its green form does the roasting unlock like more solubility on the caffeine level so i'm not sure about okay. this question but the thing i know is that Typical, typically, uh, green coffee bean goes through the decaffeination process, the, the water, the chemical, whatever. They typically re remove more than 99.9% of caffeine. But when it's become beans and then roasted and then make into coffee, they contain, still they contain about 10% of the original caffeine content. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. So... Do you want to taste these side by side and then yeah. talk about the future? Sure, we can. Uh, I mean, just just to quick wrap up, uh, the biggest limitations, I think, just describing that whole process is it requires uh, the coffee being in green form. It right. requires huge amounts of that coffee going through to be economical. 7,500 pounds minimum, right, at Swiss Water? Yeah. So what happens if we have your winter lake here, for say, and I want it in the evening but without caffeine? Right, like after dinner. Yeah. So the blue cup is the, the regular That's caffeine. Right. Uh, so we happen to have two brews here. Side by side. Winter Lake. You can see it on our uh, That's right. radio.com. That's right. See Extended show pictures. notes. Go to, go to Patreon. I'm wearing my new shirt from Christmas. <coughs> um, so Winter Lake's pretty good. Yeah. Kind of so, sweet. So Winter Lake. 
And we also have the same Winter Lake, but without caffeine. Yep. Same brew ratio, side by side. Well, that's an interesting smell. The radio loves when we're just smelling. I know. Stuff there's talking. there's some kind of smell in the decaf version that maybe it's the cup. Yeah, her safe cup smells the same. Maybe it's your fingers still. <laughs> Last week's fruit episode. <laughs> no, I smell it in there. Huh. It's it's almost like a. It makes me think of. This is gonna sound really bad. It makes me think of pool water. <laughs> Not a little necess- bit of a like not, a. Not it's a, it's a kind chlorine, of a, but like it hits my nose, kind of like chlorine. So what what I what I find about this? So it tastes great, though. I mean, I think. So what I find about this is it's not it's not adding a flavor, but it takes it it it's removing yeah. some flavors, and so I think what you're smelling is like a little bit more clarity, and, and that could very well be. Um, so I can smell. I feel like I can smell that sort of. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the product mm-hmm. itself. Yes. So that people know what we're talking about here. <laughs> so the decafino. Would you like to explain? Or would I think I think Andy yeah, should so, explain. Andy should explain. <laughs> so, okay, at the Caffeino, we are developing the next generation decaffeination technology. So the product we have here is a decaf pouch that is designed for pour over coffee that will decaffeinate about three hundred milliliters of coffee at once. So we have made pour over coffee that we use about 330 milliliters of water to go through, which ended up making 300 milliliters of coffee. So the material we use here, it's about 12 ounces. Oh yeah, the coffee is about 12 ounces. Yeah. The material we use here is a, is a hydrogel structure, which it has a caffeine absorbance lock into a beads-like, beads-like structure. So it's a tea, you can think about it as a tea bag that full of a lot of small circular spherical beads. And yeah, those kind of looks like sand a little bit. Yeah. Like coarse so sand. Mm-hmm. The, the size is about coarse sand. And this beads will be able to selectively remove caffeine by binding the coffee to the material itself. And that's how the caffeine is being removed. So you can think about it like a caffeine magnet. Mm-hmm. And which <laughs> the material is a magnet and it will absorb to caffeine. It's pretty fascinating. Yeah. I love it. And so... Like we were saying, we've been following this technology for a couple of years since yeah. your colleague. Um, yeah, and I think we actually brought it up on a show like a couple of years ago. Maybe. But we weren't allowed to talk about it very much. No, that's true. It was still it was still a little hush hush. Yeah. Uh, but we talked uh, vaguely about this magical bag that <laughs> made our cup of coffee right. caffeine free. So it's uh, it's gotten a lot more compact as far as mm-hmm. how much it absorbs. So it's a smaller bag, or it's about the same size bag, but it does a lot more extraction now in it. Um. Yeah, one thing. So th- this is the thing that I was I was suspecting, and actually, I see what you're saying about it tasting better. So I remember from before my experience, uh, and it's it's really fascinating being able to taste the same coffee like regular and without caffeine side by side. Um, caffeine is like all bitterness, and to me, it has this effect in coffee like salt does in food, like it accentuates flavors and brings certain things out. Um, so the decaf version here is like way smoother. Right. And it's interesting. It, it doesn't have I'm learning what caffeine tastes like yeah. in, the, in the, in this process. Like yeah. I'm learning what, and, and is it only, does it only extract caffeine or is it a molecule like caffeine that like anything similar to caffeine that it will absorb? Like, are there other flavors? So, so yes, it's selectively target caffeine. So okay. it will remove caffeine only. Interesting. And absorbs, you said it absorbs about 30 grams of, of liquid. 
Yeah, so okay. it depends on how, how you use it. I mean, if right. you squeeze it out a little squeeze, bit, yeah. you, you will be able to have more. And that's what's cool. It's like, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> but if you don't squeeze at all, so it will absorb about 30, 30 grams right. of coffee. And it's not like a tea bag where if you squeeze it, you're going to get the caffeine back out of the bag. It totally binds yeah. into the material mm. itself. And so the material hits a capacity. There's only a certain capacity per volume that it can extract, which is why there's a yes. 300 gram. So on that, on that subject of the uh, caffeine binding, um, we talked a little bit beforehand because I asked you, you know, we we're talking about, could you eat this? And technically, yes. And then what happens to the caffeine? <laughs> like, are you actually consuming the caffeine? And you were telling me, like, how it's bound to the structure means that it just, like, you can't get the caffeine out of there without doing something extreme. No, you cannot. So the caffeine is binded into the structure and even if you eat it, you will not be able to get the caffeine. Mm -hmm. It will just go through, straight through your body and, and out. Mm. Yeah. Not that we're suggesting that this <laughs> should be eaten. I mean, like, everything is food grade. Yeah, so, yeah. I yeah. mean, there's, it just, there's no point for you to eat it. Right. It, it has no taste. Yeah. It has no taste yeah. and you can't get the caffeine, so don't eat it. <laughs> this is not the next Tide Pod. You're not going to get magical experiences from eating the... the <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I had another question uh, beforehand because so um, right now we're looking at these these bags these sort of tea bag like bags uh, we're able to decaf 300 milliliters of coffee yes uh, with one of these and then uh, well first question biodegradableness like how's the environmental impact on this kind of thing yeah so we design our product to be more environmentally friendly so this product is is biodegradable. The material itself is biodegradable, and then we're trying to get our tea bag to be biodegradable. So currently, because the biodegradable tea bag costs a lot more, and we are starting out, so we are still using. So we are not using the fully biodegradable, but but the material that we are using for a tea bag is the next tier down. So we spend a lot of time to re to source this. Uh, uh, yeah, somewhat mm -hmm. more environmentally friendly. It's a very quality tea bag that you see at a lot of tea companies. As far as I mean, yeah. And from what you were telling me earlier, it sounds like you will be eventually making them biodegradable once you get to a certain like economic viability for that. Yes. So later on, after we are able to get um, more volume, so we're able to switch in the biodegradable tea bags. Mm -hmm. So we'll be able to make the whole tea bag, including the material itself and the tea bag, biodegradable. Yeah. That'll be great. That's one. Yeah. And things. these are available now, right? Like you're selling these? Yeah. So these are available So cool. Now. Like, <laughs> uh, you're saying you buy like a case of them? Yeah. 120 or something? Yeah. And, but before, before, before that, I should talk about the healthier, um, the healthiness related to this uh, pouch. So this pouch is not only environmentally friendly, but it's also healthier for the consumers. So the traditional methods that you, we use a lot of, you know, chemicals that the chemical solvents decaffeination process composed about 70% of all the decaf coffee on the market right now. But, you know, there's a lot of people thinking about there might be chemical residues, although I'm not sure if that's true, but a lot of people think it's true. And I personally, as a chemical engineer, I don't think it's, I, so, you know, chemical is sometimes cannot be 100% removed. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm, right. Yeah. So our material, we just don't use those chemicals from the beginning. So there's no harsh chemicals. All the materials that we use are natural ingredients. So they're very, very healthy for, for, for people. And also another thing about our, our decaf pouch, 
is that we will be able to retain the antioxidants from the coffee so the people who are drinking it is actually getting more benefits than the people who's drinking the regular decaf right because there's some debate that like the water any any of the processes for coffee might remove some of those other antioxidants just yeah. the soaking of the water and stuff mm-hmm. like that um, I mean, decaf, and from the roaster perspective, also decaf is a little bit different to roast. It roasts differently. It has a lot of different color to it as well. So, like, it smells like de- roasted decaf smells very different than regular coffee. Um, I mean, they taste a lot closer than they smell or look. But, um, like, a light roast decaf looks a lot darker than a, than a regular. This is giving me some fun ideas from a, from a roaster perspective. Instead of having to carry a singular decaf. You can sell all your regular coffees and then and just throw include a bag like, at them. Yeah, like decaf. <laughs> Do it uh, yourself. <laughs> a decaf <laughs> kit. Right. Like get any of our coffees. Here's how you make them decaf. That's uh, that's really cool. Yeah, you could put a few bags with this with the with the sale of the bags. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, they're totally economical too. We'll talk about that stuff at the end. We'll get all the contact information. Um, I, uh, yeah, that variety is a real, a real thing. And I think just also... You know, you could share this. You could make a big Chemex and put half of the coffee into another vessel and, and agitate it. Oh, let's talk about the process for doing this. So we uh, we made a quick little video online, but um, what I like about this iteration of the bag, the new the new version, is that it fits into the bottom of a pour over, basically. So you make the coffee like you would a pour over. Um, you just have this this yeah. absorptive bag in the bottom, and that uh, and and so that gives the amount of time that it needs to hit the coffee to extract the coffee out of it, but it also um, then it, it, you get the agitation in there as well. Yes. The coffee needs to be agitated a little bit uh, to, to get to all the surface area. Mm-hmm. Takes about, about three four, minutes, four, four minutes? Four minutes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So four minutes of total contact time. And a little that fits that. into a brew pretty well, too. Yep. Um, yeah. So both these coffees, the two brews that we did, we agitated them the same after mm-hmm. the fact and stuff like that. And it's not like we're shaking them for minutes. No. I mean, it's just like how you swirl a Chemex when you're done just to kind of cool it off and, and yeah. get, you know, get it back together. So, um, yeah, it's really simple. Yeah. I mean, my, I think my biggest problem before, aside from totally just taking your word for it, that it is decaf. <laughs> you could just literally be putting sand into our cup. And <laughs> well, they obviously, obviously taste different. There's obviously There's something a thing that's been yeah. removed. Yeah, yeah a if wood I, chip. I, could yeah, have if, I, if I put in sand, it will taste the same, right? And you'll be <laughs> drinking like dirt. And, yeah. but, but you're not drinking dirt. Right. <laughs> uh, when you have the, the bigger, the, when it wasn't as compact of a substance, like you put it into an individual cup yeah. and it cooled down the cup quite a bit. Because you're putting a cold bag into it, and oh, it's absorbing that, wow. and so that was a, that was an issue. It was instantly just like, well, it's a lukewarm cup of coffee now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, in that regard, I felt like it worked better with almost darker, like medium or darker roast, because the coffee's a little bit more flexible to brew with. So I kind of want to. I have one more of these, but I might have to hound you for some other samples. But okay. I'd love to yeah, try no and see like that flavor difference and smell. If that's like something that's specific with. Like the Guatemalan coffee that has a little mm. bit more acidity. Mm-hmm. So because the caffeine is getting removed out of that, then we're tasting some of that dryness in the Guatemalan coffee. Yeah. You know, so that there's a terroir, there's a roast mm-hmm. style that maybe will work better with this because a certain I, coffee has a thing. Yeah. I'm smelling it and I still smell it. You thing. said pool water, which is a tor- terrible, horrible word. Uh, Torrible. Torrible. Well, okay. Torrible so descriptive it, word. Because what you're trying to say is it, it smells a little bit draftier. It smells like a little airier. Like there's a kind of a... Could be. Yeah. I mean, in, in fairness to our last episode where we talked about taste and memory and stuff, that's what popped in my head when I smelled it. Well, you're wrong. You're so tasting it maybe wrong. my memory is a terrible person. <laughs> but... <laughs> but I remember last time, Jesse and I were 
you know, trying out the decaf pouch, mm-hmm. we, we were trying out the Colombian coffee and, and there was no this problem. Mm-hmm. And we were be able to smell the same and taste very similar. I mean, maybe I just, do you smell it? I do a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can agree with it. I, I don't, I, I can't tell if I'm smelling something new or if like something else has been filtered out of it. And that's what I mean. Like, so this is a different coffee than what we tasted yeah. before. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to come back to this because yeah. we're going to try a few different. Well, pour perhaps overs. we should get a case. We should. Yeah. And then we can experiment a lot more. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know it just kind of sidetracking on taste a little bit here. I know that I've had experiences where I've smelled very distinct things that no one else in the room has smelled. I think there's some like, there's got to be some like genetic influence on the way you smell and taste that sometimes there are outliers. Child influence of some sort. Almost drowning in pool water. <laughs> it's hypersensitive. I think I did almost drown in pool water at one point. <laughs> so, yeah, so thank sorry, you for that. Sorry I held your head under, Joseph. <laughs> Last vacation. Um, <laughs> it is It is really fascinating, the dynamic difference just from removing caffeine. But the fact that I can't... But I don't... I don't I, okay, so not tasting them side by side and just focusing only on the decaffeinated one. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't notice that airiness to it. Like, I'm only kind of noticing that side by side of being able to compare it with the other one, of being mm-hmm. able to define that. Sort of like what we were talking about with the taste episode of oh, yeah. having the, that knowledge of what it could be and trying to find that difference in there. Right. Um, because we just, we didn't do them side by side when you and I were tasting. We just did the Colombian no. coffee. And no, it's just a nice cup of coffee. You know, and even if it tastes a little bit different, it's still a really lovely cup of coffee. And the fact that these are still taste differently, but I still only have that one Colombian decaf in the other room. Mm-hmm. We've had different cups of coffee. I've had half the caffeine than I would have had. Yeah. Well, in, world, in an ordinary taste test, <laughs> you can you can still very clearly taste the uh, like important taste elements and origins of the coffee. Right. Um, so I mean, I'm just I, I'm still just geeking out over the fact that. I can I can now have a, ca- a decaf version of right. any coffee I have at home. Like so, I can my mocha java here. <laughs> I can well, and you could actually come up with some tasting notes about that coffee in the evening. Yeah, that's true, and, and you it can would, make it, and it, and it won't di- change. It doesn't change the flavor any kind of significance. It would actually adjust that. You it know? might might change your perception, or like maybe open up some things. Maybe possibly. I think we have some more experimentation to do on that. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious, and I'm really curious about the terroir and kind of the origin characteristics and what what either roast degree or style of coffee, you know? Um, the other thing too is it, the other half of the Winter Lake blend is the Myanmar, which is the uh, our natural process. So there might be something in the natural process that we're noticing or just the fact that we're doing them side yeah. by side and one was brewed better than the other. Just in, in general <laughs> from a, from a, it's possible, in general from a tasting perspective. Coffee's very like, I was just rolling around a bit of that on my tongue. Like the bitterness, the bitterness, like the caffeine bitterness, the very clear like, base bitterness and coffee completely gone and yeah. it's like if i close my eyes i can it's like i'm having fruit juice or um like it's it's, it's great yeah I'm, I'm excited i'm i'm excited to get more and experiment with it yeah uh um, other applications for this so like i kind of um was starting on this earlier but we have the tea pouch we can do this much how do we do what what does that look like in the future for you like doing larger quantities or having it in a cafe or that kind of thing. Yeah, so um, so this the small pouch is one of our products. So currently we're offering two products. So the small pouch and a larger pouch that can decaffeinate multiple cups at a time. And 64 ounces. It's like a full like a full 10 cup brewer. Mm, yes. 10, so we brewer. we also have the 64 ounce um, bag that will be able to decaffeinate um, okay. eight, eight cups, eight to 10 cups and, and we can also scale that to a bigger volume 
as necessary. So you'd put that in the bottom of the of the Mr. Coffee carafe, and then brew, right. brew the coffee regularly, and just oh, brews wow. on top of then. I think my mom end. would love that, right? Because right. like every now and then she does like little parties and get-togethers. They want some coffee in the evening, but she doesn't have some decaf. Oh, my mom, but just she's found got we had a podcast. She got the Mocha week. Master. It's like you just t- toss that in the bottom of the Mocha Master, and bam, right? Pot of decaf. Mm-hmm. Or you make your big cup and you put one of these. And, and the problem, I mean, there isn't a problem with putting less than 300 grams of water with this. It's just nope. you're not using material to its full or capacity. Even, or even so, more, you'd take out a good amount of caffeine. Right, like if we made the full you could half-calf. You could make a half-calf, technically, right? Yeah, so technically, yes. Or you can just... Because there's, I'm sure that you know this, but I'm sure that there's a, a, a spoonful, a caffeine per spoonful, uh, like a, a gram, like how much caffeine a gram of this material can... Yeah, but uh, that also depends on the time. So for the pour over, we are doing it three three minutes, four minutes ish, and if you leave it in longer, the so we are uh, calculating capacity based on the four minutes time mark. So if you leave it longer, it actually has uh, more capacity. Oh, okay. Then then we know. I mean, we we know that it has more capacity. It's just because the fact you are only using it at four minutes. Right, but if I make a big carafe of coffee and I'm gonna sit there and drinking it, it's going to sit in that craft for yeah if you half make a, if you make a if you even even you use a small pouch and you can use to decaffeinate maybe a little bit more coffee you just have to wait a little longer a little longer mm. yeah but most most of the capacity is going to be used up yes, in that but the most like, of the capacity will be used right. up already do you know approximately what percentage of that capacity is used up in four minutes um no, because that also really depends on different types of coffee okay, that, yeah, that yeah, you are using and the sense. different Blend at different silly, rules. isn't it? There's so many variables <laughs> to mean, all this. It's I mean, ridiculous. It's so it's so much fun, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then, I'm and glad then, you think so. <laughs> and not by introducing a decaf pouch, you know, coffee is right. even funner because there's a lot a lot more thing we can explore. And, and then, I think and so then, on the commercial aspect of this, you're we we're talking about the 64 ounce for like big pots of it. I think for like an automatic pour over bar, or for anybody that wants a pour over, anybody that's any cafe that's serving a Chemex, you put two of these in there and do a full yeah. Chemex just like you would. You know, a small adjustment in your regular recipe so you can use it to its capacity. Um, Just from a ca- uh, cafe perspective, from a customer perspective, like imagining going in, like I'm imagining going into Anchorhead right now. I like I said guys. earlier, being like, oh, I want, I want <laughs> some gonna, of that. That's right. We're going to do a shout out for every, every, episode every episode in January. Um, <laughs> <laughs> game on. Uh, let's say I want their Humbella, which They're is our really sister tasty. Um, we're gonna, we're, now we have to shout out them again. <laughs> okay. So let's say I go and I want their Humbella. Uh, it's uh, you know wonderful um, Ethiopian, Ethiopian coffee, yeah. but maybe it's like five in the evening, and I don't want caffeine. Uh, how much am I gonna pay to have them do the decaf version of that? Like for them to take one of those pouches. Oh, how much does a pouch cost? Like how much am I gonna be paying as a customer? How much does a pouch yeah, cost? Yeah, so I, 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 uh, as a customer, so like you know we are not trying to set this price too high, but we'll probably be paying. Somewhere around a dollar, between a dollar and a dollar fifty, mm-hmm. for the customer to enjoy their coffee right. decaffeinated, mm-hmm. which um, honestly isn't that much more. So I, back to the decaf process, the traditional decaf processes, mm-hmm. but especially Swiss water, um, they're expensive. You know, Swiss water is out of Vancouver, Canada, so you're paying Canadian labor prices yeah. on top of that. But you're also you no, know, not a lot of people want decaf. It's not a big line item. Just all the reasons why we don't drink decaf. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a real push in the industry. Um, especially at, at bigger companies, they're real pushing the industry to buy cheaper decaf because you're adding a dollar a pound or so on to just with the processing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just because you're buying decaf coffee, you're not getting better coffee necessarily. 
Um, so I think a pouch like this, just for adding a dollar onto the cup, dollar, dollar fifty onto the cup yeah. of coffee, you're getting way you'll you'll never find like this Ethiopian. You'll never find an Ethiopian like that made into decaf yeah. coffee, ever. But yeah. now you can enjoy that for a dollar. Exactly. So you I would get, totally pay a dollar for that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or if you're with somebody, sure. just add another cup. I mean, it could even be something for free with the accounts because they're serving their coffee for so much. Yeah. Know, if you ever. That's possible. Yeah. Or they, or it could be less. Maybe they do like a quarter or 50 cents or, you know, I don't know. We'll tell them what to pay. We'll tell them what to pay. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving them all these shout outs. Um, actually, I really, I really want to get this in their hands and get them to do this. Oh thing. yeah. Yeah. We're going to get a case from you and we're just going to give it oh. to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Do some legwork. Um, yeah, I just think that every cafe, that like smaller cafes especially, just want a better variety of coffee. They can do this now, mm -hmm. and it's it's fantastic. So uh, yeah, it's available. What's the turnaround? We can just get onto your website and order it. No, so currently uh, our website is still uh, being updated. Mm -hmm. um, so you can send me an email, contact me, and then you can just place an order with me. Awesome. Okay. Uh, we'll put that on the show notes for sure, of course, yep. but it's andy at decafino.com. That's spelled D-E-C-A-F-I-N-O. Decafino, just like it sounds. Um, well, yeah, we'll, we'll put we'll pull all this information in the show notes, and then when um, uh, when your website updates, mm -hmm. or if you have more direct places for people to, like, just customers to buy, yep. like, a box or whatever, um, we can update the notes with that information yeah. as well. I'm sure it's probably going to be decafino.com is where your website yeah. is. So yes. even if it's that's under correct. construction, they can still go to it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it I mean, there's uh, information on there, but there's no myth, direct method to, yeah. to place an okay. order right now. And then I'm sure we'll be talking about this more because we're going to get a case and play around with it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all we got? That's that's basically it. Yeah. We had the shout, we get the shout outs. And stuff oh, yeah. Like shout outs. Uh, uh, I have a shout out. I got to pull up here. Okay, cool. Um, uh, while you're doing that, I'm going to do our uh, second shout out this month to Anchorhead. Oh, Anchorhead. Those guys. <laughs> Anchorhead Coffee and <laughs> our sister podcast, Coffee's Done. I was on their first episode of the year, as I mentioned last episode. Yep. Um, We'll link to that in the show notes. It's but, coffee industry people talking about things that yeah. really don't have a lot to do with coffee. Uh, sometimes, sometimes the I mean the subject drifts around that. Obviously, in the episode that we did, they were talking to me about the uh, extracted magazine yeah. and coffee lovers radio. That's but I also learned it. that they don't wash their pants. That's true. Yeah. I'm well, say that Jake and I time. don't wash our pants. Uh, the other two guys. That, so this is the funny part. You go ahead and search for your thing. I'm, I'm going to yeah. share this little little <laughs> anecdote from the show. Um, so. One of the questions they do this this segment where uh, random subject is chosen, then he got five minutes to talk about this. And one of the things was, uh, "Do you wash your jeans?" And Jake and I were both like, "No, we don't wash our jeans. Like unless they get at, like noticeably dirty, or like you really need to wash something off of them. Like we just don't regularly wash our jeans." I like and how we both <laughs> we both have like we pay like twenty thirty dollars for our pairs of jeans. The other guys wash them regularly, and they're like, "Oh, my jeans are one hundred fifty three hundred dollars." <laughs> And I'm like, this is backwards. Right. The, the guys with the cheap jeans shouldn't care. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, yeah. And I'm just, like, listening to it appalled. And, and uh, my, oh, yeah. I, I, my pants get filthy. And, uh, yeah, Jake did run into the other room, grabbed his jeans, and then And Ross then the time ran up. up. Oh, oh, the time ran up. up, yeah. The time ran up before you could. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> you well, just hear him run away, and then, like, <laughs> doo -doo -doo -doo, and then it stops. That's <laughs> hilarious. Uh, um, yeah. Ross did indeed sniff the jeans. And they were uh, clean. Couldn't really smell anything. Yeah. So there you go. Don't wash your jeans. Says a lot about Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Take showers if you don't wash your jeans. Shoutouts. Yeah. What do you got? 
Uh, this is sort of a shout out. This is um, this one came in. I just I, I really like it when people contact us, mm-hmm. and for most of the years, Joseph has been the filter, so I never really see the contacts unless he shares them. But since I have access to our Instagram, I got to see this one. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is from uh, one of our listeners named John. Uh, he says, started listening to your podcast a few months ago. Right now, I'm cleaning up the house and listening to all the episodes I haven't heard so far. Thanks for keeping us educated, informed, and laughing. Fantastic. So, a couple things wrong with this, John. I'm so sorry you're listening to our old podcast. <laughs> but I'm happy that they make you laugh. I <laughs> uh, just really appreciate you reaching out and letting us know because it means a lot to us. Yeah. Like I know we were feeling pretty self-conscious about how those old episodes were. and You were feeling it. really self-conscious. I loved them. Fair. So thanks thanks for that. <laughs> made my day to see Actually, this. what I want to know is, uh, John, uh, if you are you're saying you're listening to the shows if you're starting from the beginning eventually you'll get to this uh what do you think about the new format compared to the old format yep because uh at the beginning it was us like just rambling along and talking about things and sharing information lots of drinking now the main show is pretty uh focused and you know there's all that information sharing at least we think so yes we think so and uh most of the nonsense is put into the third crack it does does sneak in here and there which i think is a good thing but Anyways, let us know what you think. Yep. Appreciate it. Yep. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy cleaning your house. Yeah. Uh, um, and, and this has been Andy Liu with Decafino. Yes, that's correct. Thank you yeah. so much yeah. for being with us, Andy, and sharing uh, this lovely gift to the coffee world. Yeah. <laughs> it's exciting. I, I hope it spreads everywhere because uh, it's going to be good stuff. Yeah. Thank you for the invitation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm very happy. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers. to you all. This has been Joseph and Jesse with Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to the show and sign up for the email newsletter. Visit coffeeloversradio.com. There you can listen to our shows, click through to our Patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff. Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee. Visit coffeeloversradio.com, say hello, and listen to our after show, The The Third Third Crack. Crack!